Look, all I'm saying is that while the church is not exactly well represented in video games, we're kind of the originator of the Velvet Room if you really want to get down to brass tacks. Don't even get me started on stealing hearts, okay? I mean, look at this. Jesus literally has a heart in his hands. Anatomical and everything. Get out of here! Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and Phantom Thieves. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. I'm so glad that you are here with us for another nerdy deep dive into some of our favorite series, franchises, games, what have you. Today, we're going to be talking about Persona 5. But before we get too far into it, I want to introduce our scripture. So our scripture for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 35 through 41. We're going to be reading from the NRSV. That's just my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a paraphrase translation, whatever that you prefer to use, feel free to use that instead. No problem. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, what are you looking for. They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah which is translated anointed. So Persona 5 Strikers released this week and I have logged quite a few hours into it myself. It just reminds me how much I stinking love this series. It did not take long at all playing the OG Persona 5 on PS4 to make me declare this one of my favorite game entries of all time. The art, the characters, the JRPG-ness of it all. It's an absolute masterpiece and the world knows it. Persona 5 has spawned a whole stinking franchise. Manga, anime, spinoffs, dancing games, cameos, even a smash entry and Strikers is a whole new entry into the system, bringing with it new characters, storylines, and heartbreaking moments. For those unfamiliar, Persona 5 is the sixth installment into the Megami Tensei franchise. It takes place in modern-day Tokyo and follows around a high school student known under his alias as Joker. Rin, Akira, or whatever you choose to name him, transfers to a new school after being falsely accused of assault and put on probation. Over the course of a school year, he and other students awaken to a special magical power, becoming a group of secret vigilantes known as the Phantom Thieves of Hearts. They then began to explore the metaverse, which is a supernatural realm born from humanity's subconscious desires to steal malevolent intent from the hearts of cruel adults. Most importantly, of course, they get to go on dates. Ooh, I love a good dating sim. As with previous games in the series, the party battles enemies known as Shadows using physical manifestations of their psyche known as their Personas. Persona 5 is a turn-based combat RPG, while the new Strikers takes the model and converts it into the ever-so-popular Dynasty Warriors hack-and-slash combat style that I just can't, I can't, I can't stand it! Why do you enjoy this, people? Literally the only reason I bought this was because of the Persona 5 label on it. I don't want to play a Warriors game. I just totally skipped Hyrule Warriors because I just, I don't like it! Why do you like it? You take Persona 5 off that thing? I will not buy it, but you you slap a Persona 5 label on some cardboard, call it a sandwich, guess what? I'll buy it right up. Maybe that's why you do it all along. Nevertheless, we have more important things to talk about today. And while there are a lot of hallmarks in this game series that will be worth examining from a Christian lens, the one I want to focus on today is that Joker and the Phantom Thieves have a super noble modus operandi that makes this story really compelling. See, while most crime and mystery games focus on the outright crimes of the perps, the Phantom Thieves have the advantage of being able to see into the actual heart manifestations in these places called palaces or jails in the new Strikers title and see how that person really feels on the inside. Even if a person has a polite or well-meaning 
outside appearance, their heart shows where they really are and allows for the Phantom Thieves to see where their values truly lie. Let's just take a second and call this what it is. It's ministry, evangelism. Granted, I don't wear a mask and destroy the evil within people's hearts with my augmented power that I call a persona, or do I? Look, all I'm saying is that Joker wears glasses and you've never seen us in the same room. Anyway, the truth of this game is that it's just an expedited version of the kind of covert vigilante work that pastors dream about doing. Except wait, that's not quite right, is it? Yelling in people's faces and expecting them to have some kind of magical heart change is not actually a thing. Hence why the Japanese government gets up in arms about the bizarre behavior of the people who we could maybe even call victims of the Phantom Thieves. See, hearts are a tricky thing. Even the cat Whatever. Morgana warns the thieves at the start of P5 that messing with the abusive teacher Kamashita's heart could end up killing him for real. Can you imagine how much different this story would have been if that had actually happened? This is where Persona 5 gets it wrong, I'm afraid. Or at least wrong for the real world. In a fantasy world where hearts are treasure manifested in a metaverse palace, well, maybe there's an argument to be made there. But in the real world, where real hearts are concerned, you get people like Dr. Witnesser, who, while I don't know him personally, is objectively causing harm enough to get him banned off of Twitch for his evangelistic style that includes harassing children over Fortnite in a way that includes him condemning them to hell and just outright leaving the conversation if they don't immediately want to talk about Jesus while they journey through Tomato Town. Come on, man. Now, this is neither here nor there, and to be honest, I'd rather just not talk about it, but I think that Susie from God Squad Church sums this up pretty well, so I'm going to link to his thoughts if you want to know more about Dr. Witnesser and that whole controversy. Regardless, the point of the matter here is that breaking into the hearts of others while a cool mechanic in a game is actually pretty unethical and definitely problematic. It's also definitely not the style of evangelism that Jesus, like, ever did. That brings us to our scripture. Jesus is just barely getting started in his ministry in the Gospel of John. We're still in chapter 1. And there are these two disciples of a prophet named John. And John sees Jesus and he exclaims, hey, there's the Lamb of God over there. And this intrigues the disciples and they want to learn more. So they start to follow this Jesus guy. And Jesus is like, wait, what do, you, what do you want? What do you want? What are you looking for? And then they ask, well, where are you staying? And he says, well, why don't you come and see? And so they do. And they get to spend time with Jesus. And at the end of it all, they declare without a doubt that Jesus is the anointed one who will save the Jewish people, the Messiah. Now, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in this text. First off, it only takes a day for these two to see the truth about about Jesus. Second, how cool would it be to get to spend a whole day with Jesus physically in front of you? What an incredible experience. I'm so jealous. But third and most importantly is this. Jesus does here what Jesus always does. He invites others into being with him. There's no insistence. There's no pride. There's no demanding nature or intimidating presence. Jesus doesn't make them fill out a quiz or a resume. Jesus doesn't need to interview them or make them stand in line. He doesn't require them to buy his book or tie this much. Jesus just says plainly and simply, come on and see. Jesus doesn't even need them to believe who he is. He just offers up a chance to come and see what they think. Jesus perpetually leaves the ball in their court. This is far from a rare occurrence for Jesus. This is just how Jesus is with people. Jesus ate with the sinners, the tax collectors, anyone, everyone who would have wanted to spend time with him, not the other way around. Jesus was a constantly inviting presence. And it's this model that I believe we should be so much more intentional with. Jesus is different because he's the prime example of invitational ministry. Jesus never went into places and just immediately condemned everyone to hell. He didn't stand outside with a megaphone and condemn and harass others. In fact, he actually kind of disliked the loud and obnoxious prayers who thought they might be holier than thou. The truth is, is that Jesus teaches a model just like what we're doing here at Checkpoint. Let's just be 
no tricks, no insistence. Like I say all the time, you don't have to believe in God at all to be here or to hang out with us. That's because no matter who you are, where you've been, what you believe, we still know that God loves you. And so we still love you. And we want you to know that you always matter and you're always invited. This all spawns from the belief that Jesus didn't want your loyalty or your subscription or your fill in the blank contract. Jesus wanted and wants a relationship with you. And so that's all we want too. Now, obviously the characters in Persona 5 are blown out of proportion to be bad guys. But I wonder what kind of relationship could have helped monsters like Kamashita see the error of their ways and shape up. I doubt it would be the one that yells and tells him that he's bad and that he should feel bad too. That's not a relationship. That's a hypocritical condemnation. Folks, there's a lot of nuance here and I don't want to miss that. But the point remains, we don't have magical powers that let us change the hearts of people from the inside of their metaverse palaces. And so we're left with changing them the old fashioned way. And the reality is, is that the best way to do that is probably just to remove the word change from the paradigm at all. Don't worry about changing somebody's heart or stealing their heart or whatever words you want to put in there. Just worry about loving them. If I have to give advice on how best to do that, I believe that the model Jesus taught will always be the one that works the best. While it may take the longest, it also creates goodness and love that actually lasts. Sure, you can scare someone into a feeling or into feeling something, but you can only truly start a relationship by spending time getting to know one another and getting to love one another. So if you really want to change someone's heart, might I recommend letting Jesus do the hard work and you just love them. Or put together a team and come up with a well-crafted heist of a metaverse palace. You know, come say, come say. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show. And remember, God loves you. We love you. You matter. Be boldly blessed, and we will catch you next time.